Ruskeat tytöt. I'd like to visualize a brighter and more beautiful future. A future where we can all find belongingness without ever being lost. A future where we can all embrace ourselves and others. Meanwhile, find kindness and respect for ourselves, everyone and everything. A future where beauty is something everyone will see in themselves when looking in the mirror. I think the future truly brings thoughts of imagination and dreams of what could be and how we could live. When I think about the future, I can see plenty of hope. I see hope for everyone to heal and deconstruct hurtful practices and thoughts. I see hope for the younger generations to be able to avoid the struggles of the past. And I also see hope that everyone can look at themselves and see their beauty. The future truly holds plenty of hope. Hopes of dreams coming through and hopes of all imagination to become a reality. And I would argue that these hopes, imagination and dreams can become true when we visualize a utopia. Hello, and I'd like to formally welcome you to my auditive article titled What if we were all beautiful? Reimagining the possibility of an inclusive beauty ideal through an Afrofuturistic approach. In this article, I will discuss how an afrofuturistic approach can be utilized when imagining a future with more inclusive beauty ideals and practices. When I did my master thesis in 2021 about beauty in Finland, how it excludes the representation of Afro-Finnish women and how one can reclaim and once again embrace one's beauty, I ended my research by looking into the future. I addressed how a change is starting to form and has been especially staggering in the past few years when it comes to who can be seen as beautiful in Finland. But there is still a long way to go. I further argued that healing can allow for the possibility to see a rather vibrant future despite the current obstacles. I even asked my interviewees what they wish the future holds for the future generation of Afro-Finns. They argue that there is a need for more non-white role models for young people to be able to embrace their beauty. Further, my interviewee stated that this representation needs to be more frequent and mainstream so future generations no longer would be surprised to see people like them represented as beautiful. To have hope for the upcoming generation not to struggle with beauty ideals, like oneself perhaps has, is something the sociology professor Bumi K. Takore discussed in her article Hopes for My Daughter. In the article, Takore addresses the struggle she has faced and hopes her daughter will not experience anything similar. Therefore, Takore hopes for her daughter to find love and be whatever she wants to be and not experience life through the hardship her mother has gone through. Takore even ends her article by saying that her entire life, she has been convinced that her dark skin means ugliness. However, and luckily, her daughter will be seen as much more beautiful. Takore, 2020, page 75. In my previous research, healing was my main objective and my desire. To heal my past trauma, decolonize my thoughts and ideas, and finally embrace myself. However, healing does not have to be the end goal, but we can look beyond healing and imagine what can come next. Now, almost two years later since the publication of my thesis, I like to revisit the topic of beauty ideas and pick it up from where I left it. Namely, what can we reimagine the future of beauty ideals to be in a liberated society, in a utopia?
In this auditive article, or shall I call it a podcast, I will return to the topic of beauty ideals, but analyze it from an Afrofuturistic approach. In other words, I will reimagine a future where everyone is encouraged to see their beauty, thereby redefining what beauty ideals can look like in a utopia. To reimagine a future where no one would feel the need to question one's ability to be beautiful and where everyone would recognize the beauty that everyone possesses. I will begin by introducing Afrofuturism and how I will be using it in my research. Thereupon, I will discuss or reimagine the future with more inclusive beauty ideals through three main aspects and with the help of Afrofuturism. And finally, this article will have a final discussion. I also already want to stress that this research and article would not have been possible without the already existing material and knowledge produced by especially black individuals. Far too many times, black knowledge and stories have been taken and used for non-black scholars' profit, leading to black individuals needing to reclaim their stories and theories. To avoid this problematic use of black knowledge, I also want to highlight my usage of the Afrofuturistic approach, knowing its history relates to especially African-American literary work, such as speculative fiction, but also in art. Therefore, I consider it utmost urgency to give credit and appreciation to the origin of this knowledge. I hope, with the help of all my material and doing this podcast, I can also contribute to the deconstruction of oppressive tools and assist in creating a wave of flourishing new articles that support the embracement of all marginalized individuals. I also want to highlight that much of the literary work that I will cite does not directly address beauty in the future. But I would argue that beauty is usually always embedded in these stories. From how a character sees themselves in relation to others, or how the author describes the story and their culture, we can visualize how beauty comes to be in these stories and how it can shape one's reality. I would also argue that these different forms of representation that these stories give can empower us all to see our true potential, beauty, and assist in breaking down harmful narratives. Furthermore, let me begin by giving a brief introduction to Afrofuturism. Afrofuturism was first coined in a 1994 article called Black to the Future by author and cultural critic Mark Deary. He coined the term to understand why there was a lack of African-American writers within science fiction. But what does Afrofuturism essentially mean? Afrofuturism is a way of finding meaning in an imaginary future, and I quote, where African-descended people and their cultures play a central role in the creation of the world, end of quote. See Bruce 2020. Afrofuturism offers a way out of the present oppressions and instead offers a space to imagine and dream of a future where anyone and anything can flourish without exploitation. See Trasher 2015. We are way too often taught to neglect our othered bodies and mind and only view a possible future from the perspective of the dominating and enforced narratives. We're way too often asked to reiterate traumatic past and compelled to see our potential through historical and societal stigmatization. Contrary, Afrofuturism allows for self-healing by imagining a future where you are an active contributor to a better society. Within science fiction, 
Afrofuturism has found a strong footing, for instance, in the stories of Octavia E. Butler and N.K. Jemisin. But Afrofuturism can also be found within music, art, and philosophy. Some mention-worthy artists here are Janelle Monet, Outcast, Nona Hendrix, Erika Badu, and Sun Ra. But I think Afrofuturistic narratives can and should also be included in other spaces, such as when talking and thinking about the future of beauty ideals, since it is an approach that allows you to first vision a future and then see the necessary needs to achieve the utopia. Despite thoughts and contributions to Afrofuturism predating the 1990s, by coining the term Deary, 1994, page 179 to 180, paved the way to a rather large and painful notion, namely, can a community that has long lived under suffocating circumstances envision a possible future? A future filled with liberation and possibilities, and not obstacles and stigmatization in every direction. But the question remains, is this reimagination possible? Is it possible to envision a future that has and currently is led by tech giants and other massive corporations who continue the scrutiny of oppressed communities and the destruction of the land and led mostly by people possessing whiteness? See Hyder 2022, Ton 2020 and Wade 2016. I would argue that this reimagination is possible and currently something that is actively encouraged. In the last years, we've seen a wave of Afrofuturistic narratives being portrayed on the big screen and other platforms. For instance, we've had movies such as Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Nope, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse that all entertains the idea of fiction and possibilities within othered communities. Not to mention the ongoing Beyoncé Renaissance World Tour that also targets futuristic visuals and technology. This fictional work and other artistic practices do, in my opinion, contribute to the narrative of Afrofuturism by expanding the idea of who can be what with the help of new thoughts and technology. It gives hope by reclaiming narratives, giving back the voice to the people who've been silenced and giving them the power to heal. Additionally, and as stated by the author, filmmaker and futurist Yatash Womak, And I quote, Afrofuturism, while on one level helps us deconstruct some of these concepts around identity, does help us reconnect with a larger sense of humanity by looking at how have we been socialized to separate ourselves from one another and what ideas are we separating ourselves from. End of quote. Woma 2017, timestamp 21 minutes 10 seconds to 21 minutes 27 seconds. This quote by Womack argues for collectiveness within Afrofuturism and therefore stresses the need to see past social boundaries to deconstruct and rebuild a utopia. She also argues that Afrofuturism is essentially not only for the African diaspora to utilize, but preferably something all can adapt to be inspired by and to, quote, break free from their own set of limitations, end of quote. Womack, 2013, page 192. 
This is also something Dr. Sami Shalak, who research interests focus on disability, race and gender in contemporary American literature and culture, argues for in her book named Body Mind Reimagined, Disability, Race and Gender in Black Women's Speculative Fiction from 2018. In her book, Shalak argues for black feminism's need to incorporate more disability perspectives in the context of Afrofuturistic literature and narratives. In a sense, Shalak argues for a more collective perspective on Afrofuturism and how the perspective needs to include all othered bodies, since a future without justice for all cannot be a utopia. Additionally, the late scholar and pan-Africanist civil rights activist W.E.B. Dubois also discusses the need of modifying responsibilities from fixed communities to rather address current critical conditions and struggles. Zamalin, 2019, page 54-55. to This is something that can be analyzed in Dubois' short story, The Comet, from 1920s, where a black man and a wealthy white woman appears to be the only survivors after a comet hits New York City and how they interact with each other. In the story, Dubois emphasizes how racial division can be overcome when we start seeing each other as human and not through blurred and distorted images. Dubois is hence arguing how fixed communities are necessarily not a solution, but rather a way to see the problems and how to tackle them, to then be able to deconstruct and reconstruct the world. This sentiment on focusing on collectiveness, which Dubois, Wamak and Shalak argues for, would suggest that to achieve a utopia, we must think about the collective good and the end of exploitation towards all people to be able to see liberation. Hence, the quote Afro in Afrofuturism does not only mean that it would be for black people or people of African descent to utilize, but rather an inclusive approach anyone would respect towards collective goodness and inclusion can use to encourage a kinder utopia. This would mean an intersectional approach is needed to understand and see the various needs of different people and therefore what type of future we want to imagine where all can be embraced and beautiful. In this part of the podcast, I will now imagine what beauty ideals might entail in a utopia. To begin with, I will give a short introduction to the current beauty ideas and how they are created. Therefore, I will reimagine a more inclusive future or utopia where beauty ideas are not prevalent, universal and frankly non-existing. I will reimagine this utopia with the help of three aspects, race, the beauty industry and technology. I have chosen these three aspects since I view them as certain struggles in our present world, but I can imagine them to be less overbearing and eventually dissolved. I'm aware that these aspects are more than obstacles today and are seen as major struggles for the future, but I want to, in a sense, reclaim the narratives and give us space to imagine and dream about a utopia where these aspects would not hold power. Let me therefore start by giving a short introduction to the current beauty ideals and how they are created.
to start by, I want to quote a section from my master thesis. Quote, The two scholars on colorism and critical beauty studies, Taylor J. Matthews and Glennis Johnson, 2015, page 257, discuss how we imagine ourselves is linked to social reactions. The author uses the sociologist Charles Cooley's concept of looking glass self, of how we are affected by what is shown to us. In other words, if others sees us as unattractive, we will accept it as, quote, fact, especially if we do not receive confirmation of our own beauty. And therefore, like a reflection from the mirror, we perceive what other things about us as the truth. In addition, the professor at the sociology department at Brock's University, Kathy Delyovsky, 2008, page 54, states that how one perceives oneself is socially embedded. End of quote. This slightly modified extract from my master thesis, which was published a few years back, gives a good overview of how beauty ideals are created. I want to begin with this extract because I think it highlights the whole aspect of beauty ideals and, frankly, their downfall. Our entire perception of being beautiful or ugly is socially constructed. We have created certain structures and ideas of what or rather who can be beautiful. Hence, to be considered beautiful, you need to possess certain or rather all features that have both been accepted by some and forced upon the rest. These features enforces a certain beauty ideal, Western Nordic exceptionalism or Eurocentric beauty, to which only a few elite can belong. This struggle that these ideals create of feeling ugly when not possessing certain attributes is depicted in the book The Bluest Eyes by the renowned author Toni Morrison and in another famous piece of literature, namely The Color Purple by the novelist, poet and social activist Alice Walker. In The Bluest Eyes, the protagonist, a nine-year-old Piccola, wishes for blue eyes in hopes that it will change her life for the better. While in The Color Purple, the protagonist Celine is compared to her, quote, prettier sister Nettie, and the sisters' lives have different fates based on aspects encouraged by colorism. Both novels are quite a heavy read, but they also show how devastating the notion of not feeling beautiful can cause someone. I dedicated most of my previous research to this problematic matter of how beauty ideals affect one's self-esteem. And finally, I address different tools of how to heal and embrace one's body and mind. Now, instead of looking into the past and how it affects our present, I want to reimagine a future and then return to the present and see what can be done to achieve this future. This utopia of all bodies and minds being able to embrace themselves and others. So how can we start by contextualizing a future? I have done this with the help of three aspects and firstly I want to address race. To begin with, we can analyze what the professor and racial and gender activist Maricia Ann Gillespie, 1998, page 185, argues that our surrounding or the social mirror that we look ourselves in screams back at us what is socially attractive. And regardless of the image of beauty changing over time and black and brown and curvier bodies are praised, the objective of beauty is still overwhelmingly white and blonde hair with blue eyes remain as the pinnacle of beauty. I want to object 
to this statement, since we can only imagine what the future will hold, but we cannot be certain that the pinnacle of beauty will remain the same. We will never know for certain, but here Afrofuturism gives room for the imagination. As Wumek argues that, and I quote, Afrofuturism is a great tool for wielding the imagination for personal change and societal growth. Empowering people to see themselves and their ideas in the future gives rise to innovation and free thinkers, all of whom can pull from the best of the past while navigating the sea of possibilities to create communities, culture, and a new balanced world. End of quote. Womack, 2013, page 191. Womack continues by arguing for the importance of imagination and how it is the key when showing the unlimited possibilities and potential of the future. A future where no one is no longer silenced or deleted and we acknowledge all knowledge, ideas and beauty. The obstacles we see today, such as the promoting of a Eurocentric beauty ideal being the pinnacle of beauty and a synonym to whiteness, can remain in the past when we imagine the future. This futuristic utopia can be imagined as a society where racial identity is not limiting and not even ubiquitous. This was a concept Wumak, 2013, page 28 to 29, applied when she wrote her science fiction novel Ryla, 2212. She explains that when she was going to portray a black woman 200 years in the future, she slightly struggled. Womack wanted to describe the character Ryla without the aspects of race we know today, while keeping certain cultural notions, and Womack concludes that this was truly an Afrofuturistic experience for her. Like beauty standards, race is socially constructed and does not hold any biological meaning that would encourage inequality. Meaning that race can be deconstructed and have a different meaning, if any at all, in the future. This was something the 2018 special issue of National Geographic explored, namely how race will look like or how will we view it when more people, cultures and nationalities engage with each other respectfully and the borders of race are blurred. I think this will lead to more ambiguous borders regarding race, which can result in deconstructing the whole idea of racial division and the narrative of a supreme race, since in the end, we are all equal. And don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating for a colorblind future, but rather a future where race would not be something a person is stigmatized for. Instead, this can give way to a utopia where race can be embraced and expressed to the fullest, but not present any harm or discrimination to oneself by others. A person's identity should be celebrated proudly and not be restricted by social stigmatization and violence. It can be odd to imagine a future being post-racial and even post-oppression and post-gendered, and instead see a future where civilization has overcome a division of us and them, and humanity can live and thrive as a community. Furthermore, another aspect of the beauty ideal that needs to be addressed is the industry's business aspect. 
The beauty industry is worth hundreds of billions of dollars and is constantly profiting off of trends, influencers, a false sense of inclusivity, and even from people's insecurities. All this and more gives fuel to the business of beauty, not to mention how the plastic surgery industry and whitening creams also can create unhealthy association with one's own body, mind, and beauty. In a profit-driven society, there will always be an interest in benefiting from anything and it can result in exploitation and harmful practices that encourage insecurities and a sense of not belonging due to the way you look. However, the future mustn't and bluntly cannot look like this. The future needs to provide liberation from this economic and political system. We can imagine a utopia where everyone is enough as they are. Meanwhile, we can imagine a future where we encourage ourselves and others to fully embrace our and their identities and beauty healthily and humanely, without taking advantage of people or nature. We can imagine a future filled with self-expression that can take creative forms in a supportive environment without second-hand monetary gain in mind. Surely, this can be hard and is hard to imagine since we are accustomed to our current setting and its institutions, regardless of how it limits us. I also think this is a constant obstacle for us to be able to imagine a utopia due to the fact, or rather fear, that someone will monetize creative and beautiful ideas and expressions. However, I would like to have an open mind to a utopia and imagine a flourished future. And I think this is possible if we reclaim narratives and power to see our potential and worth. I see this to be possible, but only when we learn to love all and everything, and when we understand the need for collective goodness and support where all needs are met and upheld. The third and final aspect I want to uplift is the role of technology. To begin with, it is impossible to discuss the future without including technology. So how can it contribute to a more inclusive future of beauty? I think we can already today see how technology can contribute to a more inclusive beauty practices, like by sharing knowledge, finding assistance, and even finding peace and comfort. For instance, How we use different platforms to share knowledge about hair care and other beauty practices, which we today take for granted, is a form of utilizing technology to support the inclusivity of beauty practices in the sense that everyone has access to knowledge. Additionally, while envisioning a utopia, I think we can see even more support, for instance, by AI technology, With the help of this new and frankly intimidating technology of, for instance, facial recognition, we can try new hairstyles and makeup without having to commit to them. We can find assistance in parting our hair when braiding by using different filters, and it can also increase the autonomy for people with disabilities to express themselves. And I think this is only the beginning of how technology can assist us with our beauty practices. I can envision a utopia where advanced technology would become more incorporated into our everyday, and I think this is even inevitable. But instead of fear, I think we can attempt to see the potential of this change and how it can contribute to more authentic inclusivity. In a sense, 
we can envision a utopia of harmony with technology and nature. Some could argue for a future which would include a solar punk approach, meaning envisioning a sustainable future and providing solutions and not only warnings. Solar punk is a movement growing in popularity within fiction, art and activism and has an optimistic approach to the future where humanity is centered. See Springet 2017. Many of its core values go hand in hand with Afrofuturism, but solar punk emphasizes greatly on the harmony between technology and nature alongside a harmony between spirituality and science. This is something I also consider essential in envisioning a future of beauty practices through the lens of Afrofuturism. Thinking about the future of advanced technologies and how they can support inclusivity, we need to already act. The evolution of technology is drastically happening before us, and to ensure it will be of use to all and support everyone, the work that is happening today is crucial. And to reassure you, we do have incredible people within the tech industry doing this exact work. This includes people such as Timnit Jabru, Joy Bulanwini, and Stephanie Dinkins, whose work targets the ethic of AI, algorithmic biases, and the emergence of technology and social collaboration. We also have other incredible people working in big tech corporation and encourages inclusivity and positivity within tech, like Kari Johnson and Yasin Samb, whom I've had the privilege to meet during a panel discussion hosted by Good Hair Day, themed The Future in 2022. I think the work of these people, along with many more, can contribute to a utopia where we can trust technology to support inclusion and safer beauty practices. I know we are not there today, and thinking about technology can be frightening and even confusing. However, I would encourage you to dwell deeper into speculative fiction, which addresses either the past or the future, and other Afrofuturistic material to see the potential harmony between technology and nature, along with seeing a discriminatory free future, and to see that a future without exploitation is possible. I think if we engage with literature, such as with the plethora of young adult books, like books by Tomi Ereyami and Nalo Hopkinson, which explores the idea of fantasy and identity from the African diaspora to historical stories like The Shadow King from 2019 and The Water Dancer from 2019, and understand them from an Afrofuturistic approach, we can start to deconstruct hurtful practices we have embedded and from there dream about the future's potential and our active role in it. Alongside literary work, we have art, film and music that moves us and gives our bodies and mind recognition and hope. Moreover, we don't have to see our future through the eyes of the oppressor, but we can make our own path for the future. 
From here, we can allow ourselves to have a more creative approach towards the future. We can dream and create a utopia where we belong and beauty ideals would not restrict our participation in society. We can therefore imagine all of ourselves as beautiful in a brighter, more beautiful future. It can be frustrating thinking about an imaginative, beautiful future when dealing with present-day, everyday racism and exploitation. The list is long of everyday worries, such as the hostile political climate with the concerning rise of right-wing policies, to the worrying reality of climate change affecting not only the nurturing nature, but a multitude of vulnerable communities. All this truly contributes to the whole idea of a utopia seeming too unreal to even imagine. However, seeing the staggering change that has happened within the beauty standard and non-white representation, not only in media but in various other spaces, how can one not aspire to imagine a possible utopia? Here is where Afrofuturism allows for creative thinking about the future, where we all can be acknowledged as beautiful. Meaning that we can imagine a better future for us all and think about how we can be active actors today to secure this utopian dream. This is a collective responsibility to conquer the obstacles we have today to ensure that the hardship and insecurities of today can become something of the past. Taking about the three aspects I have presented in this podcast, I see them slowly deteriorating, or at least I can imagine a future without them. However, this is knowingly a lot to ask, but I think we can tap into our imagination and envision a future where we can flourish as people and beauty can be something connected to humanity and not something associated with monetary gain, privilege, exploitation or sexualization. For us to be able to imagine this, We might need to see past the present day in order to challenge our minds to imagine a utopia away from the current beauty standards. On the other hand, I think we can even argue that we are currently living in a contextualized utopian future. Hear me out. I don't think, for instance, the generation of my parents would have thought to see the representation we have today of non-white people, from politicians to actors and from entrepreneurs to scientists. We have spaces, platforms and communities that embrace us for who we are and encourage true solidarity and the expression of one's identity with pride. Hence, I want to stress that meanwhile, when we are hoping and dreaming for a better future for the upcoming generations, we can also appreciate what we currently have. It is to say that, yes, despite the present day, which might seem gloomy and frankly depressing at times, I hope we can see a glimpse of a beautiful and flourishing future. And perhaps this optimism of mine is infuriating to some, but for me, it feels like a breath of fresh air to allow oneself to imagine a utopia where everyone would be appreciated and beauty standards would no longer hinder us. Surely, this will most likely not be possible during my lifetime, and we must be realistic here. But we can already start to build a better future for everyone.
For instance, thinking back, let's say a hundred years, I think no one could have imagined where we are today. And likewise, goes for us now, thinking about hundred years into the future. What can we expect? The beauty is, we cannot exactly know what to expect. Sure, we hear plenty of disheartening aspects of the future, and I think I don't even have to give examples here, but we hear it and see it in our daily life and in the media and otherwise all around us. But the future doesn't have to be a dystopia, and we can dream about a utopia. We're seeing worth in human beings, communities, and nature can find a balance with technology, which can even encourage solidarity, humanity, and inclusion. This can also be our future and something we can already start working towards. It indicates the need for healing and embracing ourselves and others, which can then give way for us to see this brighter, more beautiful future. It can mean supporting local communities and protesting when we see a glimpse of a threatening dystopia to ensure this brighter future. And it means we need to be active now to ensure this utopia. I might not have all the answers or a blueprint of how to achieve this, but I hope we can at least all imagine it. As a small exercise for this, Call it maybe an Afrofuturistic exercise. I would encourage us all to imagine a future. Let's say a future in 500 years time, in the year 2523. What will it look like? How do we express ourselves through clothing, ideas, speeches and hairstyles? How have we incorporated technology in a sustainable way? What is a society without exploiting corporations? How does a society without social borders that divide us function? How does a society function without beauty standards? What will beauty mean in the year 2523? And can we all find ourselves beautiful in this time? With the means to imagine, we can demolish the whole aspects of how exploiting the beauty industry can be and instead envision beauty to be equivalent to humanity. If we can see past all obstacles that present themselves today, which is asking a lot, I think we can, with the assistance of Afrofuturism, find beauty and above all hope in the future. Thank you.